All right, go ahead and grab your Bible. Turn to 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, and we'll look at verses 20 and 21 and verse 27. The bottle lid thing came off, didn't want to... <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, uh, 1 John chapter 2, we're going to look at verses 20 through 21 and verse 27. And uh, just as a way of review, last time that we met to look at our series on 1 John, we noticed the threat of Antichrist and how we need to be made aware of this reality. And sadly, I think there are many who uh, are not aware or not concerned or not worried about the, the danger of antichrists in the world, meaning those who are against Christ and against his word. And so the first thing that we noticed is what John meant uh, by the phrase last times in the passage that we looked at. And we saw how we are in the, the last times now, meaning um, ever since Christ has uh, ascended to heaven, we've been awaiting for his return. And it could happen any time. It could happen at any moment. We don't know when that moment is, but we we await it, and we serve him while we are waiting his return. Um, but, and so we saw what he meant by the, the last times. And of course, it, it all, we, all, we saw how it also is referring to great persecution uh, against the church uh, that they were experiencing in that time. We also noticed what John meant by the term antichrist. And just like we don't know in the final last times is, we also don't know who the, the, the final antichrist is, but John says that there are many antichrists. And that simply means those uh, who are against Christ. Either they are outwardly opposed to him, or they seek to replace him. They seek to, uh, to subvert his authority and to distract us from following the Lord. Um, and so we saw how Antichrist, uh, what defines them is that they deny the deity or the humanity of Christ, or both. And if we, are going, if we are going to believe God and his word, we must accept that Jesus Christ, he was fully man, and he was fully God. And that he is our savior, and only he can save us. Not our works, not any other person, but only the Lord Jesus Christ. And then finally, we notice our exhortation. Uh, we we uh, what we should do knowing that there are these antichrists. Uh, and we saw that, of course, that we should stand firm in what we know. And that's we're going to look a little bit at that idea tonight. We saw we should continue in our faith, that we should put on the armor of God, that we should be prepared for those spiritual attacks. Because if we, if we bury our head in the sand, if we just say, I don't care, it's not a concern to me, I'm not worried about it, uh, we're going to be overcome. We'll be swayed by those false ideas. And we need to know the truth. And we need to stand firm in the truth of God's word. And so that's what we looked at last uh, time. Tonight we're going to continue. And uh, I want us to see our unction from Christ, as John puts it. Our, our unction from Christ. And as I stated last time, there's a pattern in the New Testament 
whenever we are warned of a danger. First, there's given a warning, there's, then there's given an, an encouragement in the face of that danger, and then there's given a, a strategy of how we can uh, overcome or fight against that danger. And so tonight, I want us to look at our encouragement in the face of these antichrists, of those who are against uh, the Lord. And uh, tonight, I want us to leave saying what our calling in life is, what our unction from Christ is, and how we, why we should take it seriously. Uh, and this calling is, is how we overcome these antichrists. Uh, we, we live in a society today that is uh, steeped in many philosophies and ideas that are opposed to Christ and to the Word of God. Uh, and so we need to know the truth. We need to know what He taught so that we can be aware of them. Uh, in, in overcoming these antichrists. So uh, tonight we're going to consider our, our unction. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2, and uh, verses 20 and 21. He, sa uh, he says, uh, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you, because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Then look down at verse 27. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it, even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, I thank you for this night that you've given us. And uh, Lord, I thank you for this uh, week that we've had, for uh, being able to celebrate your birth and... Uh, what that means, Lord, and knowing that we have a Savior who came to, to die for us, Lord, so that we could be saved. And so, Lord, for, for those of us tonight here who are saved, help us to see our unction, our calling from you, and that's to stand up for the truth and to know the truth and to be firm in that truth. Lord, if there's someone here tonight that uh, is not saved, they don't know you as their Savior, I pray that they would be saved tonight, that they would uh, look to you for salvation, and um, Lord, that that uh, they would, that they would uh, be saved. And so I ask that you'd work in hearts tonight. God, I ask that uh, you'd help us to put aside distracting thoughts. Lord, help us to put aside the cares of this world and, and just uh, focus on your word for a few minutes tonight. Lord, help me to be emptied of self, and Lord, and filled with your spirit. And God, I pray that you would do what only you can do this evening, and that's to speak to our hearts. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, and so the first thing tonight, and there's only two points tonight. Uh, the first is, what is an unction? Um, the the, and that's the first question we need to ask. It's not a word that we use very often. We don't really use that word today, unction. Uh, but, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't know what it means. Uh, by the way, just because there's a word in the Bible or a thought in the Bible that we read, that we come across, and we don't understand right away, that's not a reason for us to say, well, I'm just going to skip over it. I'm not going to worry about it. That's, uh, that should be our cue to study it, to dig into God's Word and see what He wants us to know. Uh, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit, He will guide us into all truth. That's talking about His Word. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself... But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 
Jesus was talking in that passage there um, about the truth of God's Word and how the Spirit guides us into that truth. He helps us to understand the Word of God. Uh, and so, and, and we, we can know the truth of God's Word. We can know the things contained in it. There are times when we read something in the Bible, it doesn't make sense to us right away. But again, there's an expectation from God that we study His Word. Sometimes I think we go to the, the Bible and we just say, well, I'll read it. And if I didn't get anything out of it, well, it's not my fault. No, God gave us his word to study it and, and to know it and to, to dig into it and to learn it. Uh, and so that should, be, that should be our desire. And we come across this word unction. Uh, the word unction here has the idea of being anointed for a task, uh, being set aside for a purpose. And all throughout the Bible, we see examples of individuals who have been anointed for a purpose, set aside for a specific task. Uh, we can see an example of this. If you could turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse, verse 1 and verse 13. 1 Samuel 16 verse 1 and verse 13. 1 Samuel 16, 1 says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil, and go, I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Then look down at verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward, so Samuel rose up and went to, to Ramah. Uh, so Saul, in that time, of course, he was the king of Israel, but he, we know he was rebelling against God. He was not doing what he was supposed to do as a king. And so God tells Samuel, the prophet, uh, to go anoint a new king, and that would be David. And so Samuel goes, and he, he finds David, and he anoints him by pouring oil over the head of David. And in our society today, we think we think, get that scene in our mind, and we think it's kind of weird uh, that someone would pour oil over his head. But in this time, it was a representation of the, the Holy Spirit being poured out on somebody to enable them to fulfill a task. And so as Samuel poured that oil over David's head, uh, it was showing that God was pouring out his spirit on David to give him strength, to give him wisdom, to give him ability to become uh, the king of Israel, to lead the nation of Israel. Uh, and so when we look back at our passage, we see that we have an unction from God. Uh, and it's important to understand that our unction, uh, our calling to be a Christian, it's from God. Uh, our calling to serve Him is from God. In other words, we didn't, just, uh, it, we didn't just decide one day that we were going to live for God. God has called us to live for Him. God has given us the purpose of serving Him and following Him. And we should want to obey uh, his, his will. Um, and so we have an unction, a calling from God. God's calling in our life is to live for Him uh, and to serve Him and to obey Him. And so, when we got saved, uh, when we got saved, we were given the Spirit of God, and we were set aside to serve Him. That's our calling, to live for the Lord. Uh, and that's what the Bible calls the filling of the Spirit. 
we should understand that at the moment of salvation, we received all of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not something that we receive bit by bit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a person. You can't divide somebody up into sections. When we got saved, we were given all of the Spirit, uh, all of God's Spirit. And, when, and now we have the decision, are we going to, what the Bible calls, yield to the Spirit, or are we going to yield to the flesh? When you're driving down the road and you see a, a yield sign, uh, that means you're giving the right of way to the other person who has the right of way. And so when we yield to the Spirit, we are giving the right of way to God. In other words, we're setting aside our desires, our will, and we're saying, God, what would you have me to do? What is your will for my life? And that's the idea of yielding to the Spirit. And if you've been saved, you have all of the Spirit, uh, but you need to decide now that you're going to yield to Him, that you're going to follow Him and, and uh, obey Him. And so our calling to live for Christ, uh, it comes from the, the Spirit. And we don't get, we don't, God didn't save us for us to say, well, I'm not going to serve you. Uh, I know that you've saved me, but I've decided I'll, I don't want to live for you. Now, if we've been saved, that is our calling. That's our purpose, to serve God and to live for Him. And so what does all that have to do with Antichrist, uh, with those who are against the Lord? Again, as we saw last week, Antichrist, they, they seek to oppose the Lord. They seek to replace uh, the Lord. And when we know and we understand that there are these Antichrists, we can be encouraged knowing that we have a calling from God to stand up for truth, to stand up for His Word, to teach His Word, to share His Word. We've been, we've been given the responsibility of using God's Word in this world to share the Gospel, to teach others uh, His Word, and that, that is a part of our calling. And so we need to be encouraged knowing that this calling, it's from, uh, it's from the Lord. And He can help us because it's His calling. Uh, and He's set us aside for that purpose. And He'll give us the help that we need in the face of Antichrist. Uh, but if, if we're going to take this calling seriously, uh, we, need to, we need to be aware of the danger of Antichrist, but also to know uh, the truth. Because if we're not concerned with knowing the truth, if we're not concerned with the spiritual battles around us, again, we're not going to do anything about it. And that's, that's not uh, what our desire should be. So tonight the question is, what kind of philosophies do we allow into our life and into our families? Whether we realize it or not, the world and the devil uses all sorts of things in this world to, again, replace uh, what Christ wants us to know and believe. Uh, he used, the devil will use entertainment, great speakers, the devil will use pleasure, and so much more to steer us to ideas that are opposed to Christ. And it's always a subtle slide. Uh, you know, no Christian, uh, it, uh, maybe there is, but usually uh, those who leave the Lord, it's a gradual slide away from the truth uh, because it's a steady diet of the world's ideas and a lack of God's truth in their life. And so we need to be careful that with what we are consuming. Are we consuming God's Word uh, on a steady diet or are we consuming the ideas and the things of this world that are opposed to Christ. 
Uh, and so we need, to be, we need to be careful. But that's what an unction is. It's a calling from God. Uh, it's a purpose from God. And our purpose as believers is to live for the Lord, to know the truth, and, and to serve Him. So that's an unction. And then finally, I want us to see the result of the unction. Uh, according to what John says here, look at 1 John 2 and verse 20. He says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. John says that the result of having this unction, this calling, is to know all things. But we need to know uh, what he doesn't mean by that and what he does mean by that. John does not mean there that we become omniscient like God when we get saved. We, we still have a lot to learn. If we knew all things when we got saved, why would John be writing this letter to the church? There were some things they needed to continue to learn and to grow in. So John's not saying we're going to become omniscient, that we know all things, all things that there is to know. Uh, and so we see what does he mean by this phrase that we, that we know all things. And to understand that, we need to know the context of what John is writing about here. Again, he's dealing with Antichrist in this passage. Uh, and Antichrist, as we saw last week, they deny the doctrine uh, of Christ. They deny his deity. They deny his humanity. They deny that salvation is through Christ alone. They deny the fundamental doctrines of the faith. Uh, but John is writing to the church. Uh, and he's writing to them these truths that they already knew. Look at verse 21. He says, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. And so John, he's, he's writing to those who are saved and who do know these doctrines. He's written to them, as we've seen over the last few weeks, he's written to them how uh, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. He's written to them about how they're to love the brethren, how Christ is their redeemer, how he's their propitiation. He wrote to them about how their fellowship is to be with the Father, and he's writing to them that they know these truths, and he's reminding them of these truths. And he, he's not writing to them because they don't know these truths that the Antichrists around them were trying to reject. He is writing to them to encourage them to continue in these truths because the Antichrists that were around them were trying to lure them away from these truths. In other words, he's giving them, he's giving them hope here that they can abide in the truth, that they can be strong. So what John means is that they know the first principles of the faith. They know the things that the Antichrists were trying to reject. They know the things that the Antichrists were teaching that were contrary to what Christ taught. They knew the first principles. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 5. Um, we see this idea of the first principles of the faith in the Bible. And the first principles uh, is the idea of the fundamental doctrines of the faith, the building blocks of our faith, things like salvation, that things like Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, the fundamental doctrines. Look at Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, and we're going to read through chapter 6 and verse 2. Uh, Hebrews 5 verse 12 says, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles 
of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For every one that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Verse 1 of chapter 6 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. If, if you just took verse 1 of chapter 6 all by itself, it would be confusing. You would say, is the writer of Hebrews saying we should leave the doctrine of Christ? Uh, what the writer of Hebrews is saying there is uh, that we get saved by Christ, but there's an expectation that we grow in our understanding of God's Word. There's the first principles, the, the basic foundational truths of God's Word, but we need to grow. We need to continue to learn God's Word. Uh, a good illustration is, is that of building a house. When you build a house, of course, you start with the foundation. We know that. The foundation is the most important part of the house. And in the spiritual sense, that's the idea of the first principles. We know those truths. We know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We know that salvation is by faith in Him alone. We know that God is good. We know that He is just. Uh, that's the foundation. But if you're going to build a house, uh, eventually you have to move on past the foundation if you're going to have an, a house, a nice house. And as believers, uh, we, so when he says in verse 1 of chapter 6, uh, he says, leave the principles of the doctrine of Christ. He's not saying we forget the gospel. He's not saying that we no longer have to worry about how we got saved or what the gospel means. He's saying we need to build on those uh, truths. We need to build upon those doctrines and grow in our faith. And when we look back at uh, our passage in 1 John chapter 2, in verse 27, we see this same idea. Uh, it says, he, or John says, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has, hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. John said there that, uh, and ye need not that any man teach you. He's not saying we never need to learn from anybody ever again. If that was the case, the Holy Spirit would not appoint teachers in the church, or preachers in the church. We all need to learn from others. Uh, the idea there is this idea of first principles. He's writing to the early church uh, because they are facing false doctrine from the Antichrist who are trying to pull them away from these first principles, away from these things that they've already been taught. And John is saying, we don't need to uh, continue to go back to these first principles. You know them. I was the one who taught them to you. I told you about Jesus Christ. I told you how he's the Son of God. I told you how uh, salvation is by faith in him alone. He's saying, you know these things. Now grow. Uh, build on your faith. Build on uh, the, the knowledge of God's word so that you can stand against these uh, antichrists that are seeking to attack you. 
And so that's our calling and uh, our unction as believers is that if, if we've been saved, we know we've been saved, we need to be assured of that. We need to, to know that we're saved, but now we need to start to grow. We need to get into the Word of God and start to build on our faith so that we can be prepared in the face of Antichrist. And we can do that because we have the Holy Spirit, because He will guide us into all truth, into the truth of God's Word. There's no reason that as believers we should be uncertain or doubting of the first principles. If, if we are saved, we should be assured of our salvation. We should know that uh, God is good. We should know that God's word is truth. We should be assured of that so that we can be confident in his word and that we can grow uh, and that we can be prepared in the face of Antichrist. If you are uncertain of those ideas tonight, that's something you need to settle in your heart that you need to be assured of, of your salvation, of, of these first principles. And we settle those things through the Spirit who guides us into all truth. So tonight, I hope that we've been challenged to settle in our hearts these truths that we've been taught, these first principles. And then I hope we've been encouraged to, to learn more about God's Word. If any, our desire each day, as we saw this morning, uh, as we go into the new year, uh, we, we need to grow. We need to uh, grow in the Word of God. But that means spending time in His Word. That means studying it, not just reading it and setting it aside if we didn't get anything from it. We need to, we need to take time to, to learn His Word. God expects us to, to study His Word and to grow in a knowledge of it because there is a spiritual battle that we face. And a part of that spiritual battle is Antichrist, is the philosophies of this world seeking to confuse us, to get us to doubt God's Word, to get us to doubt the basic truths that we know. Uh, because when that happens, uh, we leave the faith. And that's not where God wants us to be. Tonight, I hope that we've been encouraged uh, in our unction, our calling, uh, to, to continue, uh, to grow in our knowledge of the Word of God. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this night that you've given us and for this unction that we have.